Welcome to PRSO Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 139. Yeah. And uh, we haven't, I feel like we, it's been a long time since we've done one of these. Yeah. Good old fashioned interview. I'm super excited about this because uh, for all of our listeners, there's been a lot of just me and Orlando sitting talking about. Which we appreciate because people are still listening. Yeah, that's good. So, you know, that was a good thing. Like if we could, if we had to go months without anybody to interview, at least we, people would still listen to us. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's that's always a good sign. But (laughs) I'm really excited uh, today because we've got an incredible interview lined up. Uh, In fact, this is uh, one of the the very first people that we talked to um, that wasn't just part of the reselling community, but was also connected to eBay, which is really cool. Um, Orlando, I think you were the first one to meet our our person today. So you want to do a little intro? Yeah. So, you know, I got to say, it was super welcoming, friendly. I mean, open doors for us too uh, at eBay. And, uh, you know, it was eBay up front. And uh, it was kind of interesting because you meet people and you're like, eh, you know, I don't know. But man, really good friend of the podcast. And we still chat offline and, and he's not even, he's waiting. He's just like, he's ready to go on. So uh, Doug, okay. So Doug, you have a username. It's Doug at to be determined, correct? TBD. Correct. Yes. Yes. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, a lot of you that are listening know who Doug is in the reseller community. Yeah. He was part of the Snoop seller Doug engagement Doug. team on eBay. Uh, but tell yeah. us, tell us a little about what is Doug at TBD about. So, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people know me as uh, Snoop Dougie. Yep. Um, but there's also Doug at TBD. So, where that started, it was Doug at eBay, and uh, I am no longer with eBay, so now it's Doug at TBD. So, I'll be somewhere else. But basically where that started, it was Doug at eBay. And that was kind of my eBay Instagram handle because, you know, Orlando, we met at an upfront. I do a lot. I did a lot of events for eBay. So I'd post a lot of stuff on there. And so originally I started that up on the Snoop Dougie side, but that's a mix of my personal and the work stuff. And true story, I would always tell people that um, you'll see a lot of eBay stuff on there or you might see me skating into my pool with my daughter's bicycle helmet nice. on, yeah. uh, which true story or, you know, who knows what you'll see on there. And then there was at some point it was, uh, my team would get asked, especially me to post a lot of stuff on Instagram. And then it was gently suggested that maybe I should start, um, you know, my own, <laughs> a little more eBay focused, uh, Instagram account. And then, you know, depending upon where, where I go, if it's applicable, it will uh, change to whatever whatever comes up. But right now it's like it's TBD because I'm kind of TBD right now. Nice. Well, you know, I, I hope no matter where you end up and uh, uh, what what the TBD turns to, uh, you always add a little bit of that personal in there because I'll tell you what, like we've had some fun with some back and forth. I mean, I think we even had like a back and forth TikTok with you, which was a ton of fun. Uh, you're you're a funny guy. Oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that TikTok is on the uh, that singular TikTok video is on pause right now because of the job hunt. But um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think we should do we should do some more dance off stuff. Um, I've I've figured that the uh, TikTok albor- algorithm is very it adjusts itself quickly. Oh so yeah, like, you like one dancing girl's video, that's all you see in your feed. Mm. So I'm kind of leaning a little bit towards the social media stuff now, but there'll be some more dance videos. So I think we'll get um, maybe we'll get Hugo in there with us. Yeah. We'll do some, so quick, uh, quick. Do some dance off stuff. Maybe choose some decades, choose some genres, and then see what we can do. Do some duets. So <laughs> I got to learn from you guys. You guys do all the magic, and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. especially 
was out and about. Like, yeah. I found this cowboy hat. Yeah. So, uh, but we, uh, yeah, we'll do some stuff. We'll get that rolling. Yeah, this will be the launch. All of our, all of our listeners right now, if you're watching, go ahead and comment down below on the YouTube channel. Um, what? Who all do you want to see uh, in, in a dance off? Like, oh, all you got to see is Mike. Who, who are Mike? Mike who, which resellers do you want to see in a in a in an awesome dance off? That'd be awesome. We we could we could collab and get one going. Maybe we can get like a giant Zoom going with like thirty resellers on, just all just dancing. That would I, be. I, I got to tell you, you. This is a shocking one. Like I didn't see Mike going this direction right now. Never know. You I never mean, know. Right? And I'll get I'll get my yoga pants and my crop top back out. Wow. Yeah, we'll hit it. We'll drop it like it's hot. That's right. Okay. All right. So uh, those of you that are still with us right now, uh, <laughs> so talk to us a little bit, Doug. So you, um, I, I got to tell you, you were great. I mean, every time we saw you at an event at eBay Open, if we had questions, um, I even had your number to text you personally, like. You're great. You're always you're always there for us sellers. And so talk to us a little bit about, I mean, it's not, I don't know, you know, not everybody, you know, grows up and goes, one day I want to work at eBay. Or I don't know, maybe some people do, but you eventually landed at eBay and you were there. So talk to us a little bit. What led you to eBay? What was your function while you were there? And uh what do you have any aspirations to go back and why? Okay, so first of all, um, yeah, so how I got at eBay. So I um I've been working in online content for more than 20 years. And that kind of went from uh, a hobby. I had an online music magazine early on, and then I moved into online marketing and then online community and then into social media. So I was doing a lot of consulting and I was working for a company. And um, I met this guy. I worked with this guy at a company called geeks.com way back. And so that was, we worked there for a while and then he moved on. He actually went on to, couple electronics companies and then up to eBay. And so I was at, I was at a company and it was kind of like um, I was doing social media and it was all right, but I, I, I wanted more, you know, I wanted to do some more stuff. And it was interesting because at the time that's when, and so cliched now, but it's still, still true because I still love them. I, that's when I got into Gary V mm. and it was kind of like, you know, do what you want to do, pursue your dreams, things like that. I got this text one day from my friend Vincent and he's like, Hey, my company's hiring. Are you interested? And I said, what's your company? And he said, eBay. And I was like, oh, really? So what's the deal? So we talked and, um, you know, he's, and I live in Southern California. So he's like, here's the, de- here's the deal. Here's the job. It was a site merchandiser for the uh, eBay electronics team. So working with uh, bigger brands, you know, putting, putting stuff on, on, on site, working with events, you know, launching stuff like that, working with campaigns. He said, but you have to live up here. I was like, okay. So I texted my wife and I was like, hey, Vincent uh, is working at eBay and he wants to bring me on. And she's like, okay. And um, I said, but the only thing is I have to move up there. She's mm. like, well, and she said right away, right out the bat, like two or three texts later, she's like, you got to go for it or you'll, you'll regret it for the rest of your life. And I was like, and that kind of, you know, really went with what, I was learning from Gary V too. So I went for it, you know, and um, did a couple interviews and got it. And so I nice. moved up there, left my family, and lived up there for about eight months. And so um, as soon as I got up there, I was putting my foot indoors and reaching because I do, I love content. I love, mm. you know, working with people. I love community. I love social media. And I was seeing all the different things we could do. And, you know, on what's called, they're called the, uh, the verticals team. So electronics. So I was putting out all these feelers and this community job opened up 
and I, you know, I applied and, and got it pretty quickly moved over there. It was more in my, more in my wheelhouse than what I was doing on the electronics team. And it had, you know, community aspects, some social media. And, uh, so got on that team and then started working remote and then kind of just kept putting feelers out. The events team started to ask me to MC stuff. So I MC'd a couple things for them. And then I just started, started doing events with sellers. So it started out doing eBay events, doing like eBay open and then, then doing, um, meetups that sellers would put on. And then, uh, you know, it just kind of went from there. And I really liked, um, really like talking with and meeting with sellers. And we did an event wave Alan and I, our first big event we did together was reseller family event in Kansas city. And, um, we flew out there with a tablecloth. I've told this story, you know, every time I'm on, but this is, this is the one that started it all. I think flew out there with a tablecloth and a box of t-shirts and we hung out and we answered questions. But I think the thing is, is we hung out and it's like, Mm -hmm. we're, we're in this hotel and you know, we got to eat. We're going to have a drink. We're going to hang out with you. We're going to talk. We're going to answer your questions. And I think part of it is we we hung out. We developed these relationships. We were honest guys. And there were a lot of big influence there. So we, influencers there. We met Rally Roots there. We met Hustle V and Hustler Hacks and some others. And we just started developing these relationships. And it, part of it was, is eBay used to do a lot of, a lot of that, but then that kind of got put on hold for a bit. They didn't really do as much seller communication as they used to do. And then uh, we just realized that, um, you know, these events are going on with or without the brand. But the big thing we realized that Amazon, you know, the big competitor, they don't do these things. They don't go to these things. And I've literally, I've literally been to events where um, I was at an event, Ecom Chicago, where an Amazon, I got, a, he didn't work for Amazon, but he, advise people on legal issues when selling on Amazon. And he, he got up on stage and he said, Oh, I see the eBay, eBay guys are here. Amazon doesn't do things like this, but <laughs> they care. But that's the thing is Amazon doesn't do, do stuff like that. And I think that was just, um, I think it was the start of a lot for eBay and just moving in directions where we did a lot more with sellers and they're doing some really cool stuff this year. So, um, and that's it. And, the role that I had kind of evolved into that. I started doing more and more events and traveling a lot more and doing, you know, helping out with the podcast and then just getting to know a lot of sellers. But it's like, like you said, Orlando, I'd always, always give out my, on my business card was my personal cell phone number and my email and people reach out. Um, you know, I still, I still get hit up by sellers, even though I don't work at eBay anymore. I've been asked to travel across the country and speak to hmm. sales staffs asked to attend events i want i was going to come up to your event that got you know kind yeah. of uh, yeah. postponed so something happened but that's the th- yeah <laughs> and that's the thing um you know it was like when hugo and tiffany were in town and i was up um up there they called hey can we get a tour so we did a tour but i've got a lot of friends that i've made at events and you know it's kind of crossed that line and i love to help sellers i love ebay and i'm still helping i still get questions i still have people reach out so um, you know, and I'm selling now too, but I think, I think I'm going to keep in touch. And I just, you know, there's just so much, so much synergy and I've built all these great relationships and, um, you know, I just really love helping people and it just kind of segues into the social media content and, you know, however I can help. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. So before we get into, cause I'm, I'm sure we're going to get into a ton of, of, 
the social media there at, at eBay and things that eBay was doing and even your selling. Uh, but coming that you're from like uh, uh, online marketing and a, a social media marketing background, um, I know a lot of our, our listeners uh, maybe reselling is their main side hustle or their or their full time hustle. Uh, but but there's there's a lot of our hustlers that have lots of different jobs, lots of different things they're doing. What are some uh, some tips or, or pieces of advice that you have uh, for the average hustler on how they can use marketing and how can they use, like you said, reaching out to people, building those communities and social media in order to further their business? So, you know, I would say uh, in terms of like online selling, you know, whatever level you're at, you always have to think of yourself as a business. Think about, you know, customer service. Don't think just about selling. Think about customer service. Always think about sourcing. Always think about your marketing and kind of think of yourself also as a brand. And that can tie into all the different things you do. And the thing is, it's just like it's just like what Gary Vee preaches, and I really believe in it. So the internet and mobile devices really changed how we do things. Mm -hmm. So anybody, you can like, if you're into content, if you want to start a podcast, if you want to start videos, if you want to be a TikTok star, obviously do some research, but you have the means to do it. You can start a podcast overnight with your phone. I mean, it may not sound the best or look the best, but you can do it. So take advantage of those opportunities. But think of, I mean, there's so many, so many things you can do to get out of that corporate grind, which is what, you know, I'm working towards too, is I want to have those multiple streams of mm. income. So looking into obviously selling, I mean, and then you want to, if you're going to sell, you want to diversify yourself and sell across the board. Uh, I'm looking into, uh, I love content. I've got a background in online training. So I'm looking into launching some online courses. Some of those will be eBay you know, around eBay selling on eBay. Uh, cause that's what I know. That's what I've done. So, you know, uh, using social media for online sellers, um, things like that. And it's kind of just use the tools at hand and really don't limit yourself and get out there and try it. And then social media is just such a powerful tool. Mm. And, you know, just promote, promote yourself. But the research is all out there too. It's like, it's all on Google. I mean, the biggest tip I can give anybody is G-O-O-G-L-E. <laughs> yeah. I almost misspelled it. Hey, at least you got it right. O-O-G-E-L. <laughs> no, it's G-O-O-G-L-E. So yeah, just Google stuff. I mean, I do it all the time. That's my number one, you know, that's the number one source and it's mm. all out there. And, you know, look at guys like Gary Vee. Um, you know, do a lot of research on LinkedIn, but do your research and then, you know, just look at what's out there. And part of it too is, is I know a lot of big sellers that I'm surprised, you know, they not only sell across platforms, but they're also doing Uber and, you know, grocery delivery and food delivery. But the, the beautiful thing is, is that they are not, they're also not doing the nine to five corporate grind. Mm where they could potentially get laid off at the drop of a hat or something like that. But it's great to have that flexibility. It's great to be your own boss. But the other thing is, is, you know, what I'm what I really like too, is all this stuff, like with online selling, you can focus on a niche. So I started selling video games, I'm selling all these different things. But there's a lot of consistency across what I have in my death pile. So it's a mm -hmm. lot of video games, it's a lot of collectible stuff, it's a lot of music stuff. So that's probably what I'm going to lean towards. And then in terms of, you know, I was thinking, I've been trying, wanting to start a podcast for a couple of years. I was on the podcast team on eBay. So I helped launch that, you know, and I've attended some events where I've talked about branded podcasts and podcast content. And I went back and forth 
and originally I was going to do an interview show called How the Hell Do You Know Me? So we're like, I'd have you guys on. I'd do Mike Orlando, How the Hell Do You Know Me? Nice. Then we talk about that. But then, you know, I started doing some stuff. I love music. Like I've always been around music. And then I was like, a couple people suggested, you know, why don't you just talk about music? Mm. So I'm going to launch my, so my podcast is this close. It's, I'm getting all the ducks lined up. I've got all the social launch. I'm just ready to start recording. I've got the first few episodes planned out. So it's going to be called The Albums That Saved Us. And it's going to focus huh. on like an album, a band and an album a week. Nice. And so let's say we're going to do what, what's Mike, what's your favorite band? Oh gosh. I don't, I don't know if I could pick a favorite band, um, but if you're going to put me on the spot, man, I grew oh. up, I grew up on Metallica. Listening, Metallica. listening to a lot of Metallica. Cool. Wow, I didn't so, know that about Mike. I always learning something new. So I'll likely, I mean, my favorite Metallica album is Master of Puppets. Yeah, yeah. So I would likely do, I would likely do an episode on that. And so the plan would be talk about the album, talk about the band a bit, talk about some of the songs, and then maybe do a live cast with somebody. And like maybe I'd have you on and we'd talk about the band, and then I could tell. You know, I, I've seen a lot of bands, so I might talk about the time I saw them at Lollapalooza and then um, kind of tie the social into that band for the week. And then, you know, I've got a group, so facilitate some conversation on there around Metallica. So, uh, you know, but that, that's the idea, kind of the albums that saved us. And it's going to lean, It's for me, it's going to lean probably pretty 80s oriented, but mm. I'll get to talk about music, so get to do that. And then from there, I also want to build up a podcast network of a bunch of different podcasts and we'll all work together or I'll help people launch podcasts. I'll help people manage them and then uh, just go from there. So that's going to be one of the, uh, one of the things I'm working on. And then, uh, like I said, the, the live cast. So I'm hoping that I can do like a weekly, something like this, just where I get together with cool people and talk. And maybe it's not as, you know, not as formal. It's not, you know, not kind of podcast based because I've been doing a bunch of these over the last couple of months. And uh -huh. I like this where you just, you know, turn the mic on and talk, no script yeah. and just, just the back and forth. Well, what I like is, you know, especially at a time like this, right? Everybody's kind of scrambling, trying to figure things out. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that are laid off right now and uh, even close friends of mine. And so, you know, reselling is a thing. And some of us like right now I could, I could, I could do just reselling and I'd still be okay, which is kind of weird. I never thought, I thought right now, yeah. like people would be holding on to their money, but for whatever reason, people are buying right now, but there's so many different options, right? And, and it does take time. I mean, that's the other thing I want to share with people. And I know Doug would reinforce this. Yeah. Like it takes time, right? Patience, right? Even with yeah. Pure podcast, yeah. I mean, it's taken us, it's going to be two years in June and, and it does help yeah. out now. We make way more <laughs> reselling, but Every little bit, right? You're talking about you're, right now. Yeah. People are doing Instacart. People are doing, you know, they're doing a little bit eBay, a little bit Amazon. People have, you know, some YouTube videos out there, and, and every single dollar counts right now. So at a time like this, yeah. where you know, Doug, you obviously you didn't have a, a choice, right? Because you had late, you got laid yeah. off. But instead of wallowing, you decided to take action, and you're you're reselling, which I think you. We'll talk about that a little bit. You were already reselling while you're at eBay, right? You just kind of just. Now it's, this is what you do. A little bit, but now I'm really doing it. So, okay, let, well, let's talk okay. about that. Let's go there. So okay. the thing we always heard is that every single employee at eBay has to sell on the platform. So how much does that happen? And are, do people like share scores behind the scenes? Like, how does that go? Yeah, so there are a couple of things there. So a lot of employees do sell. 
on on eBay. And I I that might have used to have been a requirement. I don't think it's a requirement okay, right okay. now. I prefer it, but a lot of um a lot of employees do sell on eBay. I think it probably should be a requirement. It's definitely encouraged. And there's kind of an internal system where it's like they have the internal intranet. And then on your team, they compare who's selling to who mm. and you get a score and then you go from there. Um, and then the interesting thing for me is, and somebody asked me this uh, recently, and it's like, so I was with that seller engagement team for three years. And, you know, I would answer that I've definitely got some eBay knowledge, but the other guys on my team had a lot more experience and knowledge. Um, you know, my boss, Brian Burke, has been with eBay 20 mm-hmm. something years. So he knows everything and he's seen everything. And But most of the time when I talked, I talked about resources or social media or content. I didn't really talk about selling on eBay that much. So um, in evens, you know, it's interesting. I'm still learning a ton. Because there's so much you can always learn. And, you know, and that's the other thing with online selling is, is you, you always have to be able to learn. You have to and you have to evolve. That's the big thing, too, is the platform's going to evolve. Um, you know, eBay since 95 has grown and changed so much. And e-commerce has grown and changed so much. And there's always little, little things. And, uh, you know, for me, my timing, my favorite thing is I... I can't get enough of removing white backgrounds from <laughs> pictures. I love it. I want to take pictures of stuff just to remove the backgrounds, whether I sell them or not. <laughs> nice. And um, you know, and what you said too is cool, just real quick, is it's so interesting now for me being in, you know, the digital environment for so long and working in marketing and training and social and content. It's been frustrating over the years to see industries fail to evolve to what's called the digital revolution. Mm. So like overall, like the music industry, the movie industry, the TV industry, largely kind of failed to evolve, even the educational industry. So it's interesting. Now you see um, a lot of, you see a lot of stuff where suddenly the kids have to do all their courses online. So they're on Google Classroom. Suddenly everybody's got to be on Zoom. So everybody's on Zoom. Uh, suddenly all these workforces now have to be remote and, you know, musicians aren't able to get gigs. So they've got to use these different means to communicate with their, uh, with their audiences. Getting a lot of free concerts lately too. (laughs) Getting a lot of free concerts, but it's interesting because a lot of these industries, they could have been doing this the whole time Mm. and not only hit the ground running, but figured out how to make money from it. So, you know, and a lot of, a lot of bands have done it like radio, uh, a radio head. I think it was the in rainbows album. Initially they put it out digitally for free and it was like, here, here it is for free. Hey, give us whatever you think it's worth. Some people downloaded it. Some people downloaded it for free and took it, but it, well, I don't know if it's still a fact, but at some point that was the, the album they'd made the most money from wow. was that one at first they did release for free. <clears throat> And it's kind of like, you know, just adapting to what's out there. But yeah, there are a lot of musicians, a lot of, a lot of actors doing cool stuff from, from, um, from their houses, from their living rooms. And it's really fostering that kind of connection like this that they're used to, that they, they usually, probably usually don't get with their fans. It's mm. like, I was cracking up this morning at, um, and I'm not, I mean, Will Smith is cool. He conquers every industry. <laughs> but I was scrolling through, I was like, on TikTok, I'm like, oh, Will Smith. And it was his TikToks are like 
produced, yeah. directed, like yeah, that's, that's, it has a budget. Well, like they are next level. Yeah, very next level. But it was funny. He had oh. Beyonce on and they were FaceTime and it was cracking me up because Beyonce sitting there talking to him and Beyonce's mom is yelling at her from the kitchen. Nice. And he, she's like, mom, I'm on with Will Smith. And she's like, I got to get a snack. <laughs> but it's funny. But that that makes these guys seem like real people. Mm-hmm. And I think that ties back too to um, part of what works so well with my team is is we're real people. We put a face to the brand. We put a face, you know, so you had somebody to talk to at eBay. And, you know, for me is I've got no bad blood. I still love eBay. I love the roots. I love all the stories I've heard where eBay has changed people's lives. It changed my life, Mm. you know, and I, I I love eBay and I'm going to continue to love eBay. I'm going to continue to work with sellers, but it was such a, a, a game changer when it came out. And it, you know, it has evolved and nothing's perfect, but I still love it. And it's just, you know, the opportunity to change people's lives is a big part of it. All right. So let's, let's talk about, that's good to hear too. I mean, I, I definitely get the sense that eBay is a community, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've always said that. I mean, we always joke on the podcast that eBay is my bay. And I I, I do believe that because (laughs) I get no love from Amazon, right? And I've been on this Amazon rant for like five episodes now, but um, what, what I will say is, you know, eBay has huge sellers. Like I would, and from what I saw, the numbers was like sellers like Mike and I only make up about 20% of the platform. And like the other 80% are like big timers, like multi-million dollars. So my question to you is that why does eBay focus on people like us? Like they, could they just be like Amazon and not, and I, you don't work for eBay, so you can say whatever, but yeah. <laughs> so, so this is why I think it's a real question because you know, the the eBay, you know, you would have your lines that you were told to say. So why, why is that? Like, why does eBay waste your time with us? I don't think it's, uh, it's not, I don't think it's a waste of time at all. I, I know I'm being facetious, but right? go ahead. No, I, I know. I know. But I think it's just those are the roots of eBay. So eBay launches a platform where it's connecting people, connecting people online. It was a very online, early online community. So it had that feel, but it was about connecting people that want to sell stuff with people that want to buy stuff. So it's a platform that connects people and smaller sellers, even mom and pops, people like me starting from their garage, that's always going to be a part of eBay. And yeah, they've got the big fish. Like I know dudes that make millions of dollars. Like I couldn't believe it. Millions of dollars selling money on eBay. And, but it's, I think uh, the, the mom and pops, the people starting in their garages, and I love your videos, Orlando. I, I get excited when they pop up. And Thanks. I like when you're there. They don't like, all right, I gotta. Sometimes you can be boisterous. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta hide a little bit, yeah. but you still do it. But that I think it's just that <clears throat> that's so deeply ingrained in the roots of eBay that they're always gonna focus on those sellers. And then all those, I mean, all the stories I know is like I was talking to a dude yesterday, my friend John who's Sergeant Reds. He's, uh, he's a collectibles and toy seller. So I had a friend that was selling a bunch of Star Wars stuff. And it was like, unbelievable, like original stuff from the 70s, still in the boxes, all this, so all awesome. the little guys with their guns. So we're going back and forth and we get on a video. I got the stuff. I'm going to send it to him. But his story is he um, he's a veteran and uh, of the, the Gulf Wars. And uh, he was a sheriff's deputy. And he and his wife couldn't have kids. 
and he got a box of Magic the Gathering cards, like not a bunch, but a, a few. He started selling them on eBay, and then it just kind of went from there. But in his story that he tells is eBay literally gave him the means to start a family. So they mm-hmm. adopt, they foster, they adopted a couple of kids. They still foster kids. And now he's gotten out of that job where, you know, I, we're not, I don't think we're going to get shot. Well, maybe a teacher, we're not going to get shot at our jobs, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, he was a sheriff. That's, that's a scary job. Yeah. And now he's opening his own brick and mortar store and selling online because wow. of eBay. And I know so many other, like, um, you know, and another good friend of mine, she's a mom of four and she's busting butt every day to go struggle and, um, you know, source and sell and try and grow her business to where she gets to a certain level and she dedicates it. But she's got these four kids. She's homeschooling. Um, she was a former roller derby girl. That's one of my <laughs> wow. favorite parts of the story. But nice. now she's an online seller. I know another um, Air Force veteran. She used to be. Uh, she was a, a chef in the air force and she was like, uh, she worked with generals and she managed their schedules and managed their households. And now she, um, super efficient, super, uh, has a super setup in her house. And she's got a whole, her whole downstairs area is dedicated to selling on eBay. And then just, um, you know, like you guys too, former teacher, uh, current teacher, and you guys are, you guys are selling but you're also doing this. And what I love about you guys and guys like you is when I had you guys in it, when I had you guys at eBay open, I brought you in because you help other sellers. Mm. And then there are a lot of sellers that help other sellers and they charge for it. And which is fine. I mean, why wouldn't you monetize some of that? But you guys don't charge. Mm. And I had no idea that all the people I pulled, I had no idea none of them charged until Mm. we were doing one of the doing one of the workshops and somebody said, I don't charge. And then everybody went around, they didn't charge. And that's, you know, part of the beauty of it too, is sellers help sellers. And even if they're competing, sellers are helping other sellers. And you guys are doing, like you said, you you know, in terms of advertising or whatever, you probably make a little money from the podcast, but Mm -hmm. you're basically doing it out of the goodness of your heart because, you know, you want to spread the word. And that's also part of the, the beauty of that seller community is they help each other. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. So Orlando and I are always looking out for tools and programs that can be used in our own reselling to help improve our sales uh, and things that we can share with the community in order to help others. Uh, And we've been lucky enough to partner with two companies here at the same time uh, that we think do just that. So it's kind of interesting because both of these companies are competition. So, uh, you know, but this is a good thing that we're advertising both, I feel, because we are really, really big on letting you make decisions and not saying like, this is the way you should do things because you know, you know, what's best for your model of selling and what you need to be doing. Uh, so we've been able to partner with list perfectly and Vindu. And both of these are programs that can be used to cross list postings on multiple platforms. This is great because we always talk about the importance of being on multiple platforms and not putting all of your eggs into one basket. But one of the barriers to that is the time issue. And the nice thing with List Perfectly and Vindu is it allows you to make one listing that then gets cross-posted to multiple platforms. So you're not having to post things multiple places and spend that time. And in this case, that time saved is money you're making. So both of these companies have a special offer for our listeners if you were to sign up. Um, You need to sign up using the affiliate links that we have in our descriptions or show descriptions in order to get the uh, promotional codes. Uh, So 
First of all, is list perfectly. They're giving 30% off your first month, which is amazing. And they've got some incredible things that they they offer. So uh, for instance, your postings go to eBay, they go to Mercari, Depop, Grail, Etsy, Poshmark. There's just so many. You got to check it out. There's almost too many to list here. Um, and so if you sign up, you get 30% off, but you have to use our... our link and then use the code LP30. And then the other one is Vindu. Vindu is very similar. Uh, you're going to get 25% off your first month if you use our affiliate link. You don't have to use a promo code. Just click on the link in the description. Uh, and your your listings are going to go to eBay. They're going to go to Etsy. They're going to go to Poshmark. They're going to go to Mercari. So this is just a great opportunity for you to save some time, get on multiple platforms, and maybe make some more money. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things I've been uh, most impressed about uh, with reselling. I mean, it's definitely changed my lifestyle and allowed and opened up so many doors for me. And I know it has for so many people too. That's why we do the podcast is we want to share that with as many people as possible. Um, so now since we're on like kind of like the, the, the fun, you know, make you feel warm and fuzzy inside stuff. What are some of the, what are some of the, the best memories you have while you're at eBay or maybe a story or two that you're like some cool inside eBay fun memories you had? Inside eBay, fun memories. Well, um, yeah, I mean, one of my favorite stories is uh, how Snoop Dougie came about. Is we <laughs> so Alan and I were there, and we were all going out to dinner, and uh, a bunch of us we were there with, um, you know, I I mentioned some of the names that were there, but we we had a vehicle, but we uh, we decided to ride over with some of the sellers, and Alan and I hopped in the back of a big. Um, a big van so or a, like a soccer mom minivan and we're in the back all crunched up like this and we get to go out to dinner with these guys and you know i had 200 instagram followers at the time and i was sitting there with guys that had thousands and thousands of followers <clears throat> and guys shout me out get me more followers and they're like well what's your what's your handle um and i said at the time it was da smith 090104 and they're like what <laughs> DA Smith 090104. And they're like, well, first of all, you need something that's a little more. <laughs> so that's where we came up with Snoop Dougie. And that just kind of kind of grew into a personality. Uh, I don't know. And part of it's me is like, I try to be real. And, you know, I've, I've done some stuff where I've bumped into people at airports. And I hear Snoop Dougie. And I'm like, what's nice. up? And, but my favorite is, is, and I still tease my wife about this, is we were out at Costco. And we're walking around um, in the liquor section look, looking for a friend. And um, I heard, excuse me, are you, uh, are, are you Snoop Dougie from eBay? Turned around. <laughs> Why, yes, I am. And my wife goes, <laughs> nice. I heard under her breath, she goes, oh, my God. <laughs> so I went over and I talked to this nice lady. And she had seen me speak in San Diego, I think, at um, Hustle B and Hustler Hacks thing. So oh, we yeah. talked for a little bit. And then we got to, I got to walk around Costco the rest of the time with my wife saying, I'm just trying to shop and (laughs) all I want to do is shop with my wife. And, you know, if you're going to be with me, you got to realize that uh, I've got some fans that are going to hit me up. But that's always fun is getting recognized, you know, at eBay open. And I always, I, but I love doing the events too, and just hanging out with people and meeting people. And, you know, like, um, I, Mike, I'm, I don't know if you know the stories, like when I bumped in, when Orlando came up, he's a big dude <laughs> and he came up and I, he might've been smiling. I don't know, but I was like, yeah. thought, thought I owed somebody money or, you know, <laughs> break my legs or something. So that's good. But I think part of it is just meeting people and, um, you know, I enjoyed a lot of the travel. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed, um, 
a lot of the you know different conferences I got to go to, and then um, you know I used to call it the Snoop Dougie Dime Store Tour. So Hugo and Tiffany got it. It's like you come on, I'll bring you around, show you the laser pointer, um, just show you around eBay, show you how things work. Um, and in case people you- don't know what the laser pointer is, it's the first item sold on e- in on eBay. That's right. It's a broken laser pointer. And they got it back for the 20th anniversary. And it's in a little um, little uh, glass case in the uh, what's called eBay Main Street, which is kind of the, the check-in area. And um, so it's in there. But yeah, that was the first thing sold on eBay was a broken laser pointer. And I think it sold for like 15 bucks. Yeah, so. how much did eBay have to pay to get it back? That's the real I, question. I don't know. I w- I've wondered that myself. It's like that I do not know. but. Um, yeah, no, I think for me, it was just a lot of meeting sellers and connecting with sellers and just lear- learning, um, hearing about all the stories. And again, how <clears throat> eBay changed people's lives and how, um, you know, it, they just took advantage of this opportunity and people like uh, just starting in their garage or just the means that they go to to or what they do or how much, you know, how much they're shipping, how much they're sourcing and how it really changed, really changed the way they do things. And I love, you know, and I'm really good friends with Hustle V and Hustler Hacks. And I love their story that they travel around and hit the Rosses and they source while they travel and they do events and, uh, you know, just share that. And I, and I love that too, that so many sellers help each other and they share their journeys and using social media. All right. So I wanted to ask another behind the scenes EV question. So one one thing we've been hit, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know if I've seen this in DMs, but we get a lot like people will go to us and we, we're not that big at all. And they're like, oh, you guys have a lot of pull with eBay. And we're like, no, no, we don't. Like we may know people at eBay and we may go to like a conference or two. But so what I always tell people is like eBay listens. Like if you hit that little, uh, I think it's like tell us or recommend or share somewhere on Seller Hub. It's just so terrible. Like I'm sharing something and no idea where it's at because I haven't used it myself. But does eBay does eBay listen to the small sellers, Doug? Like how how does that go down? Yeah, I think I think eBay does. There's a couple of different things. So I'll tell you another quick story. So I spoke last year. Uh, I mentioned this at a podcast conference in Florida, and I talked about eBay having a branded podcast. And I bumped into sellers while I was there, and I had I bumped into this guy Carlos. And we were hanging out in the in hanging out in one of the areas, and he was sitting down doing some email. And he sells on eBay and Amazon, and he makes a lot of money on both. And this guy came up to me, and he's like, "Hey, I saw your panel; that was cool." And we talked about <clears throat> eBay, and we talked about the podcast a bit. And then he he and uh, we he asked how we involve we involved sellers in the podcast. So I told him, you know, we have sellers on. You guys have been on. We have sellers on every week, and kind of get their perspective on things. And he's like, well, that's that's really interesting. And then, you know, I talked about how Amazon doesn't really do anything like that. And I said, let me show you something. So I said, hey, Carlos. And he's like, yeah. And I go, I said, how much money you make on Amazon? And he said something like, oh, something like 18 million a year. I said, okay, how much money do you make on um, eBay? He said, yeah, I do good on there, about three, four million. I said, okay. I said, and this was unrehearsed. I said, who do you like better? And he goes, oh, I love eBay. He goes, I love eBay because I know people there. If I have an issue, I can call them up. And he's like, I make more money on Amazon. But if I had to pick the two, I love eBay. Um, and that's the thing is, uh, 
eBay does a lot of internal stuff. So we try, you know, they, I say we, they track what's going on in terms of conversations on social media, conversations in the community. And they report that up weekly via a, what's called the voice of the customer report. So that basically surfaces up what's being talked about by, by the community. Really? Uh, so let me throw an example. Like, so when promotion gate happened, promoted listens gate, do you remember what I'm talking about? <laughs> when people are yeah, like, I, I'll tell you the true story, how that got surfaced yeah, up. I'd love to hear that. Cause I texted you directly about that at one point in time. Yeah. I'm like, man, people are like flipping out about this. Like, it wasn't the seller update, but obviously we all missed it. So yeah, I want to hear the story. Tell us a little bit. Uh, yeah, the interesting thing about that is, so and you know it, and it's been out there. So you know this is not secret information. So eBay made updates to item specifics, and um, there was an issue, and eBay thought it was fixed and said it was fixed, and it wasn't fixed. So basically, what happened is I was at a conference, and so I got a text from a seller one night at about seven seven thirty. And it was from my um my friend Liz, who's a seller in Colorado. And she said, Hey, and we've we've got a good relationship. We know each other. She said, Hey, item specifics isn't fixed. And I'm like, okay, what's up? And she started to give me some details. And I surfaced that up internally and that kind of got the ball rolling where I think for the first time in a long time, eBay really started putting information out there and getting that um, getting that conversation stream going and keeping it going and working to working to update those item specifics. But that was that was surfaced by a seller, and that was yeah that was literally via a text. And then you know we put together a team and you know worked to update. And it's interesting too because you know that's it's a it's a crazy balance with something like that when you've got stuff that's data driven and something that learns it's like it takes so and i used to talk about this a lot it's the same thing with the search algorithm can you define so, those two when you say data driven and something that learns can you define what those are real quick so yeah so data driven is just so an <laughs> algorithm is something like all the social media sites have algorithms ebay has an algorithm ebay's got a search algorithm so confirmed there is an algorithm. There's some people that still question whether there's an algorithm. Doug just confirmed. Well, that's, what, that's what I call it. But it, and it kind of ties into the other things. So this eBay takes data and data and learns from it and improves along the way. So the interesting thing about the algorithm and an algorithm or a data driven platform is it takes what's put into it. So the challenge with eBay is you can add your own item specifics, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like if I'm listing a video game and I want to add something. I can add it. Well, that information goes potentially goes into the data pool and it can be pulled by the big brain. It's the same thing with like a social media site. So if I go on TikTok and I look at a lot of dancing girls and like their videos, TikTok is like, oh, he likes dancing girls. They're going to show me more of this. If I like social media stuff, they're going to show me more of that. So it's an algorithm that learns. And it's like the example I gave back with my, I talked about sellers helping my LinkedIn post where I talked about, you know, how I'd moved on from eBay. So you post something and people start to comment on it and then you comment back. And then the algorithm realizes that people, uh, you know, this is getting a lot of interaction. So it's going to show it to more people because it seems like people like it. They're commenting on it. They're sharing it. So that post continues to evolve and then that helps the platform. Same thing on Facebook. Facebook learns by everything you do. A lot of people don't know this. Facebook learns by everything you do. 
Like they even measure what you stop scrolling and look at. You don't necessarily have to even click on it. And then they measure that and they see what you're doing. And I don't know, they may deny it, but I mean, I've got, there's an Alexa right there and it's, I don't know. Everybody may. Here's a podcast is going to show up on your feed. That's right. No, we've all got, but we've all got this, these stories. Oh yeah, we do. Where you're talking about something in your house and then you log in and it's like, Oh, there's an ad for blah, blah, blah. Happens all the time. But when it ties into though, and that goes into everything. So it ties in, it also ties into our phones and our mobile devices. Like I'm a, I'm a droid guy. So droid is a Google device. So it's tied into, yeah, there you go. Cause I like open source stuff yep, cause I'm yep. an old, punk rock, old, old punk rocker. Yep. So, um, open source, but so that ties into everything too, is everything you do, everything you look at your browsers connected. So what they want to do is just have the get to a point where your device is as applicable to you as it can, as it, as it can be and all the stuff you see. And then, you know, in terms of something like eBay, it's, the challenge too is it's an open platform that like anybody, just about anybody can start listing. So you don't have to have a certain eBay education level to list something. So that can potentially be bad data that goes into this data driven algorithm. So if you're not putting the right, you know, you're not using the right keywords or you're adding weird item specifics that can potentially throw stuff off. Meaning off in the search. Like, so if people search it, they won't find it? Um, yeah, I mean, it depends on the listing. If your listing's not <clears> optimized, <throat> yeah, people people won't find it. Okay. So, you know, you have to follow the basic practices, but this algorithm learns. So it gets bad data and it gets good data. So I saw something the other day. Um, what was it? It was a clothing. I think it was a pillow. And somebody um, somebody showed the example. One of the colors was poop. <laughs> so that was something somebody probably put in as a joke as an item specific that they added, but somehow it got included into this listing for, and that's something they can go in and fix. But a lot of it is a such, it's such a big thing going on. And that's like a lot of people are saying too, is, is there's they're like eBay's cracked down and banned like because uh, of coronavirus banned the sale of masks or the mm-hmm. price gouging and things like that. But there's so much volume being listed. Even the so basically what they do is is there's so much volume being listed, there's so much going on, a human can't really track it. So that's another thing that's all data driven with filters and stuff, and they try to catch a lot of it, but a filter is never going to catch, never going to catch everything. Stuff is going to get through. Uh, People learn how to game the system. They figure out how to game the system so they can get sales for a while. Stuff's always going to go through. So it's just tough to it's 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 tough to manage all that data that is constantly going into the system. Same thing with Facebook cracking down on, you know, fake news or uh, violence or, you know, articles or content that they want to suppress. They're not going to be able to get to all of it. They don't have the manpower and the filters can be worked around and they're, they're, they're not powerful enough. Now let's, now let's, let's talk about the, uh, the algorithm question that's really on everybody's mind. So there's the algorithm aspect where it's okay. It's a search engine and, and, trying to figure out the item specifics and all of that. It's a data program. Now, the anecdotal evidence that everybody has and the beliefs everybody have have is that if you list consistently, if you're listing 5, 15, 20 items, everybody has a different number. They say it's like the magic number that eBay will kind of show preference to your store over maybe a seller who's not quite as active. 
Um, is there validity to that? Do you know, or is it simply if you're listing the right things, it doesn't matter how often you list? You know, I think I think it ties into a lot more than that. I think they it's a good idea to list every day because obviously you get more stuff up there. But I think in some ways, activity helps you because you've got more stuff out there. You got more stuff that's being searched. You got more stuff that's being looked at. It's like if you have a store. Let's you say you've got a bookstore, you put more books on the shelf, you're going to sell more books. Um, you know, and I don't know for sure if it's like, oh, Orlando sells more than Mike, we're going to show people his stuff. It ties into, and that's, you know, that's kind of the thing where we go into like conspiracies and things like that. There's a lot more that ties into it. It's like, you have to, like, if you're, if you're like, let's say Orlando's titles are better than Mike's, Orlando's going to get more notice for his stuff. If he follows the basic practices, it's just like if you if you um, have white backgrounds on your images, they're going to show in Google Shopping, and you're going to get a lot more notice. It's like following those those best practices that are out there, maximizing your titles, putting as many item specifics as you can because you get more searches for people that are maybe searching for this this maybe minuscule thing that also can pull you up. Um, you know, always a good idea to look at your competitors and see what you can beat them at, have more photos. But I think, you know, in terms of getting seen by the searches, it's all about optimizing, optimizing your listing and working on those best practices. Okay. So, yeah, because some of the, some of the um, conspiracies, I guess, or, or beliefs that people hold or things, that, and, and we even talk about on the show is triggering the algorithm, right? We use the term algorithm a little bit different than just like the search engine portion, but like, sure. okay, if I get, if I get an offer and it's a low offer, I might be willing to take that offer because it seems to be anecdotally like eBay is going to uh, maybe push my stuff a little bit more that day and I'll get some more sales. Whereas if I don't accept the offer in the morning, I might have a dry day. And I've always kind of believed like, I don't know how much of that is just, you know, just coincidence or is there, is there true. some validity there? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know that there's any validity there. I think that, um, you know, I've heard all kinds of stuff and bad asked all kinds of the questions it's like if i like people have asked me stuff like if i um if i refuse too many offers is ebay gonna punish me if i do this is ebay gonna punish me and the thing that people need to realize is ebay makes money when when you make money mm -hmm. so ebay wants you to make money ebay wants sellers to do well because if sellers do well the platform does well and it helps all of us so you know, and I've heard all, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, just all kinds of different conspiracies. And it's interesting, interesting, it's a double-edged sword with, you know, the eBay pundits out there because sometimes, sometimes they have wrong information. So, you know, specifically going back to what we talked about, like the item specifics, um, you know, obviously people, people freaked out about that. And some information went out from some, some of the eBay influencers that was incorrect. And I heard from other eBay influencers that it affected them because they had their followers come to them and say, oh, so-and-so saying this, should I do that? And then, you know, they would say, they would either disagree with what went out or they would say, let's wait and see what eBay says. And so, you know, that's, that's the, you know, that's the advice, you know, wait for, wait for the guidance from eBay is what I would say. And, you know, it's like, I hope I'm not a cheerleader. I don't want to come across as a cheerleader. I no, probably am. No, that's good. But 
I think because because I've worked there and, you know, I was on the seller engagement team and I was <laughs> in a lot of meetings and I know a lot of people. I know a lot, a lot of people that really care, a lot of people that, you know, take some of the criticism to heart. It's tough. They're real people. They do care. eBay's not an evil empire, um, you know, despite what some um, jealous driven blogs out there might try to push. Um, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're real people and they do care. And, you know, obviously no platform's perfect. You always come up against stuff and there's limitations to how transparent you can be or what you can do or say. And then you have to think about legal aspects and you have to think about, you know, investor relations and things like that. Well, and like that's, that. that's, that's so key that you're saying that, Doug, because sometimes we get people that are like, why won't eBay just address this? And I'm like, or why doesn't, not you, but like, why doesn't Harry Temkin or why doesn't Devin when he was there say, and it's like, this is a billion dollar company. Like you can't just yeah. make a move, like instantly get on social and say something because th- there's a lot writing on every word you say when you're that big of an organization. So anyways. yeah. And the and, and Harry Temkins is, I know him. He's a super cool guy. He's a very nice guy. He's a New Yorker too. So we used to bond over that, but, um, you know, think of it too is eBay is this big, big battleship that is cruising down the ocean. And if you've got to turn it, it takes a long time to, you need like the big bus wheel with the little handle. It takes a long time to turn that ship. And when you start to turn it, you go in a whole different direction. So, you know, I think, and all corporations do this. I've worked for a lot of big companies and it's, and it's, and it's like this. It's like sometimes, sometimes, something comes up and you want to try and fix it before, you know, before the word gets out and it explodes, things like that happen. Um, you know, and you want to, you got to, in a lot of ways, think about what's best for the whole. And, you know, from, from my perspective is, you know, and I always say eBay is not perfect. Amazon's not perfect. Um, Amazon's, you know, the, the, the big kid on the block, they're trying to go to the moon. You know, if you need, if you need paper towels in three hours, you know, maybe eBay's not your place to shop, you know, and eBay's not trying to go to the moon because, you know, they, they don't need to, they don't want to. Um, but, you know, I think they really try and think in terms of what's best for sellers. And then the perspective that I always saw was, um, you know, people would always say, well, why is eBay so buyer focused? And I think the thinking was, or the thinking is because it's true. Amazon came along, Amazon Prime changed the industry, even for brick and mortar stores. So Amazon Prime came along and Amazon still loses money on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime came along and set the expectation where where sellers wanted quick selection. They wanted to be able to find best price. They wanted to be able to get stuff quickly. They wanted free shipping. They wanted to be able to return it. And that's just what buyers expect right now. And it's like e-commerce is such a super competitive environment and buyers have so many choices now. It's not like when it used to be eBay was the only choice mm. or it was and eBay was the only choice and Amazon just sold books. So people are going to, they look at all the different sites or they use something like Google shopping and they're going to see all their options right there. So you really have to work hard to stand out. And that just goes back to you know what we talked to earlier, just continuing to learn and continuing to continuing to evolve. Okay, so a couple of things I want to share though. The, the inverse issue: if eBay does care about sales, and and again, this is anecdotal, but you accept those offers, more sales happen. Now I know we both here said that 
that's anecdotal, but I'm telling, I'm telling our listeners, like if eBay wants more sales, you got to convert. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Now, the other thing that was interesting, I just wanted to get my two cents. Chris Spielman, former uh, Detroit Lions linebacker, he actually got his account suspended the other day trying to sell stuff to provide re- relief for coronavirus. But it wasn't on e. It, I mean, it was on eBay, but it was more the algorithm, right? And this is what we're talking about. It wasn't like somebody on eBay pushed a button and said, no, like we don't want relief yeah. for people. It's just the, and then, and the inverse of that is, you know, right now, a lot of people are getting banned and we get DMs all the time. People are like, Hey, Orlando, is it okay to sell this? And I'm like, well, just cause you see that it's sold, right. It doesn't mean that it's okay. Right. And it's, I'm glad you pointed that out because I think a lot of people go on there and right now with all kinds of stuff that's being sold, they think it's okay, but they may get themselves in trouble if they're not careful. Yeah. And that, you know, that kind of goes with the learning the rules and knowing what's going on. And the, uh, you know, the, the uh, example you mentioned is actually, I saw that yesterday and I sent it over to, I sent it over to the team. I'm like, Hey, this is going on, you know, and he's been reinstated. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. He's reinstated. Yeah. It's good. I just saw the last report. Well, and it's funny. It's pretty obvious that if you read the, if you read the article, it's pretty obvious that, you know, it was, kind of a probably likely a filter based thing. Yeah. And he got a customer service rep that was, you know, kind of giving him probably a scripted answer, you know, and that's, that's the case with a lot of customer service across the board everywhere. And it's just, you know, sorry, sir. And didn't know who he was talking to or what was going on. Didn't have all the details, but you know, that goes back to too, that that data driven stuff, it's black and white. It's like, it's not going to judge, judge who you are, you know, it's just, it doesn't know who you are, that you're a former football player, you know, trying to make money for uh, this or that. It just takes a look at look at the the facts that are out there and then pushes the button, the virtual button, I guess you'd say. All right, let's talk conspiracy now. Okay. Give, us, give us some of your favorite conspiracy stories. This is, this is one of my favorites. So I'll tell you my favorite, favorite jokish one and then my favorite real one. So oh. my favorite, which do you want to hear first? Let's do the joke one and then we'll hear the real one. Yeah, the joke one was the rumor that um, the eBay CEO has a private jet, which there is an eBay private jet, but he flies on it and brings people with him and they have to parachute out and he gets to land. What? That's not real? I thought that was for real. (laughs) No, that was not. No, the time you saw me parachute, that was something completely Ah, different. Gotcha. Parachuted into Vegas. I needed to. Needed to get to the party super quick. There you go. Who, there who's go. talking about that? That's what I want to know. Okay, like. but well, all right. So that that was a conspiracy that he just would fly. Why why did people have to jump out? Because they he doesn't want to. I don't know. He didn't want to be seen landing with them or something like that. Ah. <laughs> and that was kind of a tongue in cheek one. Yeah. But I have heard some serious ones. So the the my favorite of all time was that um, I have a couple of favorites. So nice. the one that um the one that eBay purposely turned search off in certain countries or certain areas to hide people's listings. That's a good one. That's not true. Um, why would they hide people's listings? They wouldn't make money if mm. you, you don't sell. We're going to get flack um, now because a lot of people believe it throttling, right? A lot of people believe that Mike and I have joked about it, that eBay hooks people in, especially new sellers, right? By putting their items higher in the search. So they continue selling Meanwhile, other other sellers get pushed back unless they keep listing. So 
you just validated well, that it's not true. Know, I got to tell you too, is that ties into, you know, a lot of sellers that we, my team would communicate with and they would say, oh, back, I used to sell so much on eBay. Now eBay's screwing me. I don't sell anything. And you can you find those comments through. everywhere, Doug. Yeah, you everywhere. can find those comments everywhere. But the interesting <clears throat> thing is, is I would say, I don't, I wouldn't say 90%, but a large percent, you would click into their listings. And the first thing you see is a, is a terrible, terrible product photo. Mm. So that's your number one thing. You got to have a good photo to, to stand out. And I've seen stuff like um, stuff that's still on people's beds, stuff that's still on a bench in the basement with a bunch of stuff behind it. Stuff. The worst one I ever saw was, and hopefully here he's not listening, but the worst <laughs> one I ever saw was a dude was complaining about his sales and I and he's like, I used to sell so many auto parts, and now I don't sell crap. eBay's screwing me; they're throttling my listings. And I went to his store, and the first thing I saw was um, a picture that he'd taken because I have the same side yard with trash cans. A picture he'd taken of headlights in the side yard of his house on top of a trash can. Nice. And so what's going to happen there is, first of all, it's a crappy photo. It's not going to stand out in you know mobile when people are looking for it. It's not going to show up in Google shopping and the modern buyer is going to extrapolate that out to the rest of the experience. They're going to be like, well, this guy couldn't take the time to take a photo, not on the trash can in his side yard. How's it going to be if I have an issue? How Mm -hmm. do I know that he's a legitimate seller? How do I know he knows what he's talking about? So a lot of that is, you know, a lot of people complaining about poor selling is they're not doing those best practices. They're not thinking of themselves as a business. They're saying, well, I don't, I've never offered free returns. I don't need to offer free returns. Or um, being maybe too niche and stuff isn't selling anymore. You know, um, like if you sell rubber ducks and they used to sell, you know, and they're not selling now, maybe it's not eBay. Maybe people aren't buying rubber duckies anymore. Mm. It's hard to say. But then um, back to conspiracies. Yes. So my my favorite was that, and this was a true one. I had a guy that used I used to work with, John. He came. We were talking about conspiracies one night, and the best one he ever heard is he <laughs> was at a conference, and somebody asked him if it was true that eBay had satellites that circled the Earth and gathered data on sellers. Hmm. So that is not true. <laughs> And now, of course, now, of course, that's what you would say if it was true, because if, if they've got satellites and they're watching us like, right, we, we've got to be careful, right? Like, it's not true, right? <laughs> so, wink, if you, wink. so if you're listening to the podcast, Mike was doing a couple of winks. Here, so <laughs> oh, can 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 you guys wait one sec? I got to grab something for our conspiracy talk. Let's do oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Go ahead and grab it. Yeah, right. so we're getting the inside scoop here, which Wait. it's it's all you know. For the but most part, I, I do like that he addressed. I mean, you see it all the time in the comments. Like I used to sell on eBay. Like mm-hmm. oh, I used to make this amount of money. Now that but I never have heard the whole okay, yeah. Nice. Well, maybe your listing isn't that great, or maybe your pictures. That's so true. That's so true. Okay, so Doug uh, is back now on the podcast, and he has his tinfoil hat. So, so he's safe now from uh, from the satellites. But there you go. we're not safe from the satellites. So this is a sight yeah, to be seen. You, you should have you should have you should have told us we could have bought our tinfoil hats on eBay, uh, and true. we would have been good to go. But we need specially sanctioned ones from Doug. Mm-hmm. So this made for me by uh, by sellers. Nice. So. Super. Is, that, is that the amazing taste store tinfoil hat? 
Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've seen it. Yes, for I sure. I know no, we've talked to Cindy sure. about that. So, but if Mr. you if, if, if you oh, Mister Amazing Taste, sorry, wrong if, one. If you buy a tinfoil hat though on eBay, how can you be sure that you're not getting a compromised tinfoil? Ah, hat? there you go, there you go. Okay, this podcast is taking a turn. <laughs> right. All right. So, so hey, since you're, you're you're reselling, thank you, Doug, for sharing that with us. Since you're reselling, what what have been some of your scores? What 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 are sales looking like for you? I'm doing. I mean, I'm doing. I'm doing all right. I've got. I've, um, so I started selling video games, and so most of them were my sons. So he's. Um, we've got uh, got a deal working where he's probably getting the better side of the deal, <laughs> which is funny because. Who do you think bottomed the video games in the first yep, place yep. for like birthdays and Christmas? And he's like, well, I'll sell you my games, but I need to get a cut. So, Isn't that weird? I have to ask my son permission to sell games. Like I bought those, exactly. man. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's like, um, so, so there's that. I probably would have made more money if I wasn't having to do that cut, but I wanted to focus on, focus on something that was kind of easy to, easy to learn, easy to, you know, cut my teeth on. So I've been doing that. And then I've got a bunch of, got some, Funko Pops I'm going to sell. I've got some collectible stuff, some music stuff. Um, I've got some books that I'm going to look into selling. I might wait a little bit on that. I've got some old uh, VHS tapes I'm going to bundle up, some cool music stuff. Um, But that's the thing with the video game stuff is I got to be careful with my son because he went back to school today and he had to fill out a worksheet. And one of the questions, so he's studying the book, The Outsiders. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. yeah. So he had to do this worksheet. And one of the questions was, and it was one of these agree, strongly agree, disagree, strongly disagree things. And you have to answer the question and give an explanation. So the question was, is, it's okay to, is it okay to murder someone? It's okay to murder <laughs> someone. And so my son circles agree. And his answer is, he's like, hey, if somebody kills somebody you love or you got a problem with them, maybe you got to kill them. Whoa. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So that's what I'm dealing with. That's why I got to pay the uh, the video game fees. <laughs> there you go. Wait, did you say he life. went back to school or back to school online? Oh, back to school online. Okay, okay. I was like, wow, I, that's different. So, okay. He didn't say he didn't say snitches get stitches, though. So a little <laughs> little disappointed. I haven't heard that in a while. It's a good one. So, <laughs> all right. So talk to us a little bit, Doug. Uh, well, Mike, you always have your question. Do you want to ask your question? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I like to ask uh, our, our the people that we, we have on the show, what are, I mean, you've got a lot of life experience. You've done some pretty amazing things. You've got some awesome stories. So what are maybe one or two pieces of life advice that you live by and that you would maybe like our listeners to know something that you kind of hold on to some some something that's like your your go to the thing you stand on maybe a quote or a belief system that like keeps you going and keeps you motivated yeah i think it's just um there's no reason not to try new things so it's like you know why not launch a podcast why not um you know launch a live cast why not sell online uh, why not, uh, why not try that out? Why not make movies? Why not make TikToks? And it's like, and don't be, and be yourself. Don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to look dumb. Don't be afraid to look stupid. Um, you know, part, cause God knows I do it. Part of it is, and you know, also it's like, have fun, always trying to have fun. But I think too, it's like, um, be authentic too. be yourself, tell stories. But the, what, the biggest thing I think I try and live by, and it's my, and, it's no secret that I'm a Smiths and Morrissey fan. 
So I love the Smiths and Morrissey. They're my the Smiths are my favorite artist. Morrissey's my favorite artist, and they've got a song um, that has the line in it: "It takes strength to be gentle and kind." Mm-hmm. So always try and be kind to people. Always try and help people out. But I think you know that's my that's my one of my big quotes: "It takes strength to be gentle and kind." Nice. And then another one is: "Is I was bored before I even began." That's probably my <laughs> second favorite Smiths quote. Nice. So there you go. I appreciate that. All right. Well, Doug, where do you see? Okay. So this is, this we haven't asked anybody this question during the pandemic. Mm. Uh, We always ask this question when things are really good and the economy is hopping. Right. But I mean, you've got a lot of experience. You've been at eBay for quite a while. So you, you understand how eBay has evolved, how reselling has evolved. Uh, You obviously are familiar with the reselling community and just sells in general. So, you know, I, I think you have a lot to say on this. So where do you, where do you see reselling in the next few years? What do you see happening? Yeah, the interest is so reselling. Um, so I'm super, and this is kind of why I love podcasting too. It's like, I love podcasting because it's a means of storytelling and it's a means of uh, spoken word storytelling, which I think has been a dying art for a long time. And I kind of really see stuff moving towards voice marketing too. So we've all got these devices okay. in our houses and I see a lot of um, a lot of that content growing. I see podcasting getting huge and I see sellers more and more doing more content. And I see online selling really tying into uh, these voice devices and voice marketing and using our voice to, to shop, our voice to, um, you know, hopefully our voice to list, our voice to uh, sell and market things. So I think that's the next big, big thing. Um, and then um, I think uh, hopefully it just keeps keeps being a tool for people to change their lives and just, you know, keeps growing and people learn more and people just, you know, just try to take that uh, take that step because it's, it's true. All you really have to do is is do it. It's not that hard. There's some things that are intimidating, but, uh, you know, just put in the time to learn a bit and there, there are a bunch of resources available to you. Nice. Okay. I like that. I like that idea of, uh, the voice selling and listening. So next, you know, people are going to say like Alexa, uh, bid on a broken laser pointer and you never know yeah, where that'll exactly. take you. Or maybe eBay will have its own, like, <laughs> I don't know what it'll be called, but eBay looking for a rain spooner shirt. Like, you know, we'll see what happens. So, all right, Doug, what's next for you? What are the next steps for Doug? At TBD. TBD. Think, yeah, so we've kind of touched on it a bit, but I think, you know, I've obviously I need I want to find a job, you know, I want to support my family, things like that. So get a job. That's big thing on the list. But you know, I'm gonna do there's a lot of stuff I'm gonna do. Um I'm turning 50 this year. So part of that is uh, you know, I don't know if it's a midlife crisis or a midlife realization, but there's a lot I want to do. So I'm launching the podcast, I'm gonna do the live stream thing you know, sell online more and just get into that. You know, I'm going to continue doing the video game thing with my son. You know, when things get back to normal, we're going to go out sourcing together, do that kind of thing. And just, um, you know, looking into some online courses, like I said, trying to develop those multiple streams of income, Um, you know, always still writing. There's a bunch of stuff I want to do. I've got a screenplay that I I wrote years ago that Mm -hmm. I want to film. I'm doing a movie this year with some friends. It's going to be kind of a music-based movie. So we're doing that and um, just doing lots of lots of cool stuff. 
getting a Camaro. No, just kidding. Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but you are, you are a talented man. You have many trades. So that, yeah. that's so awesome oh, to hear. Thanks. So no, it's good. It's good. All right. Well, Doug, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yes. Really appreciate you. And, uh, you know, I, we're going to be running into each other more, whether it's on, on the eBay side or whether just locally or whether it's podcast yeah. somewhere, uh, we'll be connecting. So how, where can people find you? Doug at TBD right on Instagram. Yeah. So you can, uh, at Instagram, Doug, Doug at T so D O U G at TBD. So you're spelling Instagram out at AT, right? Yeah. AT or snoop.dougie. Uh, on Instagram um, and also albums that saved us across the board. That's going to be the podcast that's coming super soon. Whoop, whoop. Um, supposed to be this week, but not. But the <laughs> so the albums that saved us. Um, listen out for that on Facebook, Twitter, all across the board. But um, yeah, the easiest is probably Snoop Dougie or Doug at TVD, and Doug at TVD will hopefully change soon. But yeah, okay. I'm out there, and you know if you you want to email it. My email is going back to the da smith 90104 at yahoo.com. If you've got something, shoot me an email. Um, but I'm out and about. I'm pretty visible. I've been doing a lot of stuff. And um, so you're going to see me with these guys. We're going to do the dance off on TikTok. Yeah. We'll get Hugo on that. That's We're right. going to start a hashtag. Maybe it'll get big. Um, we still got to go for tacos. Yes. We still got to source so together. We'll do that. And then when you guys when you guys have your event, I'll come up and hang out there. That'd be we'll, awesome. We'll do that. And yeah, do some more events. Let's do it. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. All right, Doug, thank you so much. And yeah. so with that being said, hey, everyone, make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Please. Please.